Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Great cash, homie. Let's go, baby. Let's do it, baby. All right, let's Great go. Great cash, it. homie. Welcome into a feedback Friday. I'm Mackie and Judd here, your daily fix of Minnesota sports entertainment, speculation, therapy, whatever you need from us. And boys, we turn the show over to the audience every single Friday here. Feedback Friday to answer their questions, concerns, critiques. Um, you got uh, theories on life or Minnesota sports? You can always throw them at us through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab; it links directly to our emails, and uh, we always monitor like the YouTube comment section, Twitter. Let's start right away here from DL Urbus. He says, "Alex Madison. Um, one path to Madison is that there's an extremely healthy free agent pool." of running backs in 2023. I'm not saying this makes Alex Madison stay, but if we can get him a bigger long-term deal and stretch the money out, it may be possible because, you know, maybe he wouldn't be like the first in line to sign with another team. Mm -hmm. So Alex Madison is 24 years old. He'll be 25 in June, fourth year in the league this year. He's a free agent. I guess I want to broaden this out to sort of like the Vikings running back room going forward. And we can answer the Madison thing here too. How do you see it playing out going into 2023? Well, my first question is, is Dalvin Cook gone? Like, I think he's probably going to be gone, but I'm not positive of that. And, and here's, so here's my thing with Madison, who, by the way, I do like, like, I, I don't think he's a star, but I think he's a very serviceable player. Um, I feel like if the Vikings were going to bring him back, they would have given him far more of a chance this season. Like he's not, he doesn't, he's not just a backup. He doesn't play that much. It feels like he doesn't play that much. And so there's going to be some team. I, I think the key to his future. And I think why he's probably gone is this. It's not, he's not going to break the bank, but he's definitely going to sign with a team that promises an opportunity and I don't think he's seen a thing from this coaching staff to, to think I'm a big part here. Yeah. Cause like there is plenty of time for him to have played Dalvin cook do, does not need to have played probably as much as cook has. So I see the running back room being Madison gone. I personally, I would, I would not bring cook back. Um, and so now you start with, with what's left there. Uh, Ty Chandler, who I think they definitely like, I think is going to get a chance. I also think, you know what? Go sign a veteran off the street. Um, I will say as far as Quasi goes and O'Connell, but especially Quasi, 
I'm done paying that position. I agree. I'm done paying Dude, they've been that paying position. that position for 15 years. I'm, Not quite, because Peterson's rookie scale didn't. But like starting in about 09 or 2010. It's a long time. Your point's right. They've had the some of the highest paid running backs in the league for over a decade. Yeah. In a league where someone put out that list a couple of years ago of Super Bowl champions and how much money their starting running back makes, and it was like none. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex Madison, here's the thing. He has some of the, some of the inflated uh, carry totals for him throughout the years have been because Dalvin misses a month with an injury or whatever. But this is the fewest touches he's had in a season in his NFL career. Un- unless he gets 31 touches against the Bears, he will wind up with the fewest touches he's had in his NFL career. So I'm with you. I don't know that they value him. He's a guy. Like, he's he's a good, solid, reliable backup running back at the price. If all of a sudden we're talking about more money for a guy that's going to be fifth, sixth year in the league, 26 years old, yeah. 27 years old, I think it's just, it was a good four-year run. This is the mistake the Vikings have run into historically with running backs. And I, I get that you had to sign Peterson during that era. You had to. He was a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And Dalvin, I get it too, but you can find dudes in the second, third rounds. You can find running backs in the fifth round. You ride them for four years at a low rate while you pay other positions. Uh, on Dalvin, if they were to trade him, so he has three years left on his contract. He's going to be 28 years old. He'll be 28 years old. Tick-tock. Yep. So he has three years left on his deal, but there's no more guaranteed money left. Yeah. So it's it gets very, very flexible here. He's either in line for a restructure, or if you were to trade him before June 1st or before the league year you know, hits in March, You'd still be on the hook for six million dollars in cap hit, but you would save eight. Mm-hmm. So it might be worth it for the Vikings to explore. Or if you cut him, it's the same way to you. I think somebody would give you like a like a fifth or a sixth round pick or something, fourth, fifth, sixth round pick for him. Someone with some cap space, and then uh, you know they're just looking for like the final piece to their offensive puzzle. But yeah, I I, th- I think there's a really good chance that Dalvin and Alex Madison are both not on the team in 2023. And it's like Ty Chandler, Kane Wangwu as like a third running back, and then you go bring a veteran in for a couple million dollars. I don't want to loop him in with this, but next season, so Dalvin Cook is on as a cap hit of 14 million. Adam Thielen has a cap hit of 19 million. That is oh, yeah. 30 plus million dollars to two dudes who are, let's be honest, on the decline. Thielen sharper than Dalvin, but over the hill, essentially, in, in today's NFL. They're young men in, in the world, but they're they're over the hill in the NFL age. Yeah. I would be shocked if both those guys are brought back with a $33 million combined cap hit. One and, of them has to go. And that's like 15% of your overall salary cap to those two sort of aging, declining skill position guys. Well, and, and because um, Quazy obviously agreed w- with the Wilfs to bring guys back, the other question here basically starting in 2023, but going forward is going to, to be this. What's going to be their positional value rankings? Because, um, like, the the Thielen contract is ridiculous right now. Like, it looks really, really bad. But I think they will continue to invest in wide receiver, too. Um, I think you will, I think fans, longtime fans of the Vikings will be shocked eventually by how small the investment is from a cap standpoint in yeah. running back. So, like, what are 
what do you value? Running back, I, I would say they want a decent one, a good one, but they're not going to, to pay that spot. Linebackers, probably not. You, you know, Hicks is uh, Hicks is probably the type of guy, aside from guys they draft, that they're going to run through here. And there's going to be a different Jordan Hicks on a year-by-year basis, or they're going to solve that through it through the draft. But I think we're going to see a major transformation here, probably a little bit slow, but sure, of of a very different pay structure from what Spielman had to what Quazy will have. Well, how about this? So this is from Over the Cap 2. The Vikings are top five spenders in the NFL at running back, linebacker, and safety. Yeah, that's going to change. Those are probably the three positions and maybe guard where you would want to spend not like nothing because you can't just have crappy players laying around. So it's not that simple, but that's just a an, sort of an out of whack way to be allocating your finances, right? You want to make sure, you know, quarterback, you got to be careful overpaying for a non-elite quarterback. And we've, I think we've had that discussion a couple times or two right. on the show. Uh, I think wide receivers are a position that I'm totally willing to pay for Justin Jefferson going forward, offensive line, defensive line, cornerback. But once you get into like linebacker, safety, and running back being the positions where you are top five highest paid, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's got to be course corrected, I think. So that and that could basically begin to, to clear itself up immediately, right? I, I mean, if Cook is gone, I think Kendricks is gone for sure because Kendricks is the, the guy at yeah. linebacker who gets paid and. Harrison. And when Harrison's gone, safety comes way down. Yeah. Uh, now, I think Harrison Smith's back, but I think Kendricks I is gone, and I think there's a fighting chance Cook's gone. So, like, you will – you can actually correct at least two of those three very quickly. Yeah. Matt Hansen says here via the Scorner app, what are your thoughts on next year's NFC North? I know it's a long ways away, but I remember a few months ago we felt like Green Bay was in decline, the Bears were bad, Lions were the Lions. Now it feels like all those teams are on the rise and the Vikings will continue to run it back and hope to get lucky like a poker player who keeps winning on the river with pocket eights. <laughs> um, well, I don't know that the Packers are on the rise. I think the Packers just sort of like found themselves a little bit. Yeah. But they're going to go through the whole Rogers dance again. They're going to get older. At some point, the Packers are definitely in for a major decline, like a five-year sort of figured out period. I don't know what to do with them. If Rogers comes, if Rogers comes back, they're going to be formidable. Mm-hmm. but he'll be another year older. Mm-hmm. The Bears have the most cap space of any team in the NFL. Justin Fields took a huge step forward. So if they add some key pieces in free agency, they're going to have another high draft pick, right? The Bears, you, I could see the Bears being really competitive really fast if they do the right things between March and May. The Lions, it's hard because how sustainable is the Dan Campbell-Jared Goff combination? That's a- how much do you trust those two guys? It's a pretty good roster. It's a pretty good roster, but I, I don't know if Campbell's the right guy. I, I'm pretty convinced that, that he will do something Sunday night to sabotage them by accident. <laughs> um, the, the Bears one to me is super intriguing because, I, I mean, the Bears – Ryan Poles is the guy that the Vikings originally wanted and couldn't come to an agreement with, and he went to Chicago and enacted this plan to strip things down, which I actually love. Uh, the Vikings, though – so as far as the point about the Vikings – uh, running things back you know there's only so much time that they can continue to do that too like that's just going to naturally end yeah. and so that becomes like the transformation or transition here i don't know the vikings have to be forced to go into a rebuild i don't i think that's probably too strong but 
you know, this whole thing of bring Dalvin back, bring Thielen back, bring Harrison Smith back uh, to a certain point, probably Cousins as well. That's going to end within the next couple of years. And so the running things back is going to end. And I think the question then is, what do Quazy and O'Connell do? And, of course, you know what this comes back to, gentlemen? This comes back to, can you find a quarterback? Can you identify a quarterback? Yeah, if you, I think if, it's, if you do that, it's a game changer. It's kind of amazing because that is, with, with Kirk Cousins being tied for the all-time single-season fourth-quarter comeback record and Kirko chains and everything this year, the future of the Vikings quarterback position conversation has kind of halted. But mm-hmm. again, he's going into another lame duck contract year, right? He's got one more year left in his deal. He's going to be 35 years old. It's not, it's definitely not something that's back burner internally with the Vikings. Yes. And it was a discussion a year ago. There was a lot of buzz about Colts conversations, conversation with the Panthers. And ultimately it feels like the Wolves came in and said, let's not go crazy here. Let's try and run this thing back and see what happens. Um, let's see here. Tim Hoover says, how can the Vikings hope to address their horrible defense and O-line depth issues with only four draft picks this year? Well, that is a thing, man. They, they don't have definitely draft a thing. They will get more. Um, in fact, you know what? They'll probably bail back down in the first round again to get more picks, which I don't really love, but I could see that crazy. Crazy definitely is going to want to accumulate picks. Now I don't think he's Spielman which would have been like, oh, my God, I got four draft picks. I have to turn yeah. four into 12. What would Dalvin um, get you? I think at the most, a fourth or a third. I was going to say. Maybe. Dude, if you third. could get a third for you Dalvin, take, take, I bet, take it and run. I bet Dex a fourth yeah. now. Like, at his age, like, he's 28. Mm-hmm. He's turning yeah. 28. You get That's, a third and you save $8 million to the cap? If you get a third, I would take it and run. I, I bet they would start with – I bet a team would start with a fourth, fourth or a fifth. Uh, but you've got to accumulate some picks. And you know what, too, guys? The one thing we don't know, we got no clue, and we don't know yet, as far as the drafting goes, how is Quazy going to be? And, and like this staff, um, this draft does not look particularly solid, but I am more, as we've discussed numerous times, I'll give this time, which I think is very fair. Mm-hmm. But that's going to become a huge, a huge decider in this entire administration. Um, and. Again, I'll go back to it. The biggest thing is this. Can you identify a quarterback? Because this team for years hasn't. I don't know that this is the year that they, it'll be so interesting because we don't know. We don't know. You didn't think the Chiefs were going to do it, you know, five years ago. That that fan base was floored when they traded up 17 spots for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I, I just, you can only kick the can down the road X amount of times. Yeah. That's why this year has now turned into a sort of a, weird year because yes it's been fortuitous and you've won a bunch of games and your score differential is is a minus which is really bad but all of that being said you also can't just like punt on a 12 13 win year and call it well i mean the regular season was great right like there's a window of opportunity here that to the vikings credit they sort of foresaw but if it ends with a first round loss that's a tough pill to swallow because now do you say again okay let's try it again in 24 we've all seen this Eventually, that philosophy bites you in the ass. Yeah. Uh, next one here. I saw this just floating around Twitter this week. You get five championships to divide among Minnesota sports teams. Oh, yeah. What's your allocation? Oh, Let's I say it's, it's five championships over the next, you know, some window of time, next five or ten years or whatever. Let's call it ten years. 
Let's call it 10 years. Okay. Over the next 10 years, you get five titles to divide up among Minnesota sports teams. How do you allocate those titles? And we're talking about the teams that we talk about the most? Well, Correct. you can do it every do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. You want to give five titles to – you want to give Cheryl Reeve uh, her ninth championship? She's got, she got enough titles. <laughs> she's, done re- she's done really well. Um, I give I, I give one to the Twins. I give a Super Bowl to the Vikings, Stanley Cup, an LOB to the Wolves. And then I give the second one, I have the Vikings win a second Super Bowl. So you give you give one to each of the four teams, but two to yep. the Vikings? Yep. See, I don't think the Twins have, I don't think the Twins deserve it. I'm so conflicted with the Twins. I'm not going to give the Twins a, they already have two, and they are they, they already bring, they have reunions every three months, okay, basically. They, for, they've got two, but Declan was not born for either, and you were like five or six. They wouldn't do like not to deserve to be rewarded. Wouldn't, wouldn't you like to see a World Series parade? For I, fun. I, I would say up until about 18 months to two years ago, I would have said it's the team I want to see the most win a championship because I've never seen it before in my life. And now I am so sour on them. I want nothing to do with them winning a championship (laughs) right now. Oh, my God, dude. I just, I I don't want to see my toxic ex succeed. That's where I'm at right now. (laughs) And the twins are a toxic ex. You'll never work for Bally's. You'll never work for Bally's. It's simple for me. So I'd I, I want to see four parades for the different yeah. teams and then a second Super Bowl parade. I would probably go two to the Wild. I'd love to see the Wild win a couple cups. Yeah, I go dynasty. Huh? I go two for the Vikings, and I go one for the Wolves. The Wolves, I, I, it's the team that I've always been far removed from, but I do know how awesome it would be, and I'm seeing it right now of how much people care about basketball in this town, and, and this state deserves to see a, a good NBA team. So I would go two wild, two Vikings, one Wolves. Zero for the Twins. Oh, my God. So z- zero for the Twins. Sorry. Twin- you already have two of them. Just, just get to the back of the line. And then we can start you guys are so petty right now. If they win a playoff, yeah, if they win a playoff game at some point, then they can be in the discussion for one of these hypothetical five championships that we're allocating. All right. I'm definitely giving an LOB to the Wolves. For sure. Not that, not that they deserve it either, but. I was going to say. <laughs> But I have a soft spot for the Timberwolves. And it doesn't have to be anything other than like one of like when the Raptors popped up and beat an injured Warriors team or the Bucks kind of came out of nowhere and won the title. That's all it has to be. Just a one off. Just go be the Raptors. Just a one off thing. And... Although you're right, Phil. It's a little bit hypocritical to punish the Twins and then not punish the Wolves. I feel like the Wolves operate in good faith. Like they're just, they try and they fail. I don't think the Twins operate in good faith as a franchise always with the fans. They have this sort of arrogance. They they're 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 very aloof, and they well what you know we're the little engine that could you know we're just it's like no you're not you have an amazing stadium you're like a middle market team that 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 continues to scrap heap free agents you know Correa fell into your lap and. They they sort of like mock anyone that suggests that they don't know what they're doing. Vinny, Hi, Vinny. Vinny. Vinny has some takes on this, I think. Too. Look oh, at Vinny. Vinny. Oh, he's licking the microphone. What a good boy. He wants to go. He's gonna poop on snow. dad's lap. No, he wants to go frolic in the snow. Is what he wants to do. This dude's a humongous snow dog. All he wants to do is play. Come in to the my snow. backyard. Come, yeah. Come to my backyard. My backyard's right here. You can go out there and run around the snow. Uncle Judd. Uncle Judd. So I'm gonna go one to the Drum wolves. Up. You know, I think the Wild, uh, they'll get one at some point on their own. I'm going four to the Vikings. I want a dynasty. You're not going to give us a Stanley Cup? I am turning the Vikings into a four championships in ten years dynasty. The next New England Patriots right here. 
Kirk's going to get one. Okay. I'm going to give one to Kirk. And then the next three are going to be the quarterback that they draft to replace Kirk. And that will be mm. a top five quarterback. They will have like a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes. They will get Maybe. lucky. They will trade up and they will get lucky. That's Maybe a Tom have. Brady situation where, you know, Kirk gets injured like week five and then this rookie QB comes in and could just leads us too. to multiple championships. Huh? If could be that too. If Kirk got a Super Bowl, if he got a, a Lombardi, does eight go in the rafters? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. And it should. If he's the starting quarterback for a, for the first ever Super Bowl championship Vikings team, I mean, he would be Jack Morris for the Twins, whose number is not retired, right? They did not right. retire Jacks. No. But, no. but if he had also put up, like, top three numbers at his position over the course of five or six years. They built yeah. Nick Foles a statue in Philadelphia. I, I, I think Kirk they regret really. that a little bit now based on, like, <laughs> what he Philly did last special. week. But that's the play call. Like that that's the play Nick call too, Foles. right? But I think it was based on on the the play call. So it's sort of cool. Nick Foles, man. He's with the Colts, right? He started two games for Jeff yeah. Saturday. He just got hurt. And he was He just got hurt. It yeah. was terrible. Did didn't you guys see that's see right. that? On oh, Sunday and then, he's laying uh, there sort Kayvon of con- Thibodeau did convulsing the snow angel next to him. He's doing snow, snow angel next to him. And then Jeff brutal. Saturday called him out for being a clown basically, and Kayvon Thibodeau came back and said, I don't even know who Jeff Saturday is. <laughs> Oh, sick burn guy. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah, let us know in the YouTube comment section or Twitter, who would you allocate five championships to? I'd like to see. Uh, Feedback Friday here, continuing. Matthew Bidlon chimes into the show here. Hey, guys, I have been a Vikings fan since the 1998 season. Got me hooked as a kid. I can't say I've been a Viking. I can't. Sorry. I can't say I've seen a Vikings team give the collective fan base this much anxiety in that time period. It's like relying on a friend once per week to drive you to an appointment, and you know that there's one of two options. Option number one, there's a 75% chance he'll show up late, have to stop for gas, miss an exit, but somehow hit every green light in shocking fashion and still get you there on time, your disorganized friend. Or B, a 25% chance he'll show up blackout drunk, stumble in, vomit all over the floor, immediately slip in it, knock over a bookshelf on the way down, and accidentally butt dial 911 as he lands on your dog. After the Packers game, I think the odds of the blackout drunk friend showing up is high in the first round of the playoffs. Wow, that is really, <laughs> really dark right there. I mean, someone who was it that tweeted out a couple days ago that, the Vikings have two options in the playoffs. They're either going to miraculously win close games and win their first ever Super Bowl, yeah. or they're going to get beat by 40 yeah. in colossal fashion. Yeah. I have no idea. I have I have lost all perspective on like trying to predict this team. Like they haven't lost a close game yet. That's the crazy thing. I know. But I mean when when you are when you have won 12 games and your point differential is in the minus um I sort of just give up. I don't know. Yeah. Well, all right. These next two questions here are kind of in the same, like hypothetically here, not to put this out into the universe, but let's say they get smoked. Maybe it's the, maybe they win the first round, but then they just, they go to San Francisco or something and it turns ugly. This is from Nick Howard. If the Vikings get bounced and bounced badly in the playoffs, is it time to blow it up and start over? I feel like this is a 
a Judd question, just ready-made, or a fastball right just down the middle account. for a Judd. Yeah. Define, yeah. define blow it up. Are we talking okay, like let's, the, let, the let's Bears say did? Let's say the, the Giants, first-round matchup against the Giants at home, yep. and it goes south like the Cowboys game, and you get beat 31-10 to 10 at home by the Giants. Okay. What do you do going forward? significant changes. I, I don't see a Bears-like strip down, so I, I I could say that, but I don't think that would be... I don't think this team would do that. They've just shown an inclination not to. Um, They always want to remain, and this can drive you crazy, they always want to remain competitive at worst, Uh, but I make significant changes. Dalvin is gone. Kendricks is gone. Um, I would love to find a way to part company with Thielen. That becomes contractually tough, but I would love to. Uh, I do not sign Kirk to an extension. And and you know what? If Kirk goes into the playoff game and struggles, which, you know, could happen, um, I just, I'm not going to continue to lock up a quarterback uh, to significant deals, short-term or not, they're significant. Um, if, if we don't, if I don't win a playoff game, I have to pay Jefferson. Yeah. So like the other thing too, is when you're sitting down with the, with the old school term, ledger and you're going through what your salary cap is going to be and who's going to be paid it's going to change significantly here jefferson has to be paid eventually it's not time yet but derisaw will too and that's going to come up sooner than you think if you want to retain tj hawkinson it's going to be an investment so like if you're if you are examining the next couple of years next two or three years and you've just lost your first playoff game i am making significant alterations i think that's a, a fair way to put it I am not necessarily severing ties with Kirk, but I'm done with these. Well, we'll extend you again. We'll extend you again. At some point in time, guess what? You hired Kevin O'Connell to find a quarterback. And if Kevin doesn't pound the table and say, this has to be my well, guy. Did, did they? Did can, Do we know that that's, I mean, look, based on what they did this season, to me, it almost kind of feels like they hired Kevin O'Connell to connect Short-term. better with the current quarterback for the next, like, three years short term yes and then but, if if things go well maybe he's still around for the next quarterback but i don't know that they're like automatically going to find a quarterback that when when they when they hired him i thought and i was wrong they were going to immediately try to find a quarterback of the future in 2022 or maybe 2023 yep i don't i don't know that i would it didn't happen last year i don't know that i would bet a lot of money that they would draft a quarterback this year i'm not sure they're going to draft one this year but they're definitely going to draft one at some point here shortly and look i i think o'connell's immediate mission was to play nice with kirk and and get as much from kirk cousins as he possibly could and he's done a very good job of that but there's no question the second prong here was we also need you to find a quarterback who you can develop who you like because you know there is no way that one of the reasons rick spielman got fired one of one of those things like if they gave rick a list of things here rick here's why we're surprising you with a firing not having found a quarterback and having to go out and overpay for one has to be near the top. So like the whole strategy here had to be, and this is not even a dig at Kirk. It's just his age. The whole strategy here had to be, yes, let's get the most from Kirk possible for the right now. But when we pivot, we need to have a person or people in place that we trust can pivot and find a guy. And the Spielman era gave you no faith. Well, do you think on the on the age front? Because I'm I'm in lockstep with you here, and that I think it is imperative before too long to find a guy that you like. It's going to be hard when you're. This is the blessing and the curse. Kevin O'Connell helped get the Vikings to 12 wins. This is sort of the the breakout season, 
regular season in the Kirk Cousins era. You signed him hoping it would be 2018 or 19 when the Mike Zimmer defense was still top-notch. Took you five years with a new coach, but here we are. We're you know breaking out for the first time. And because of it, you're going to draft late in the first round. And you don't have a bunch of other – you only have four draft picks, so you don't really have a lot of ammo to move up in this year's draft unless a quarterback falls. And that has happened before. Like Lamar Jackson fell and the Ravens found a franchise guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vikings did draft Bridgewater late in the first round, and they thought he was going to be a franchise guy before the injury. So, on one hand, I don't know that they're equipped to draft a quarterback unless they take a shot, you know, in the middle rounds. On the age front, here's another discussion. And again, I am with you. They need to find a young quarterback at some point. But in recent NFL history, Tom Brady is still playing at 45. Aaron Rodgers is still playing at 39. Uh, Matt Ryan was still playing at a pretty high level at like 35-ish, 36. I think he's cooked now. Ben Roethlisberger was still playing at a fairly high level when he was like 36, 37. Then when he got to his real late 30s, he dropped off. Phillip Rivers had a really good season with the Colts at age 39, I want to say. Do the Vikings put Kirk in that bin? This is what we don't know. Does Kevin O'Connell, does Quasey put Kirk in the bin of, well, he keeps his body in good shape. He's super durable. Mm-hmm. He's going to be 35, not 39. There might be three or four years left if he's reasonable on his contract. Right, but that's the that's the most important thing. And so far in Kirk's career, to his credit, he's not been. And so, that yeah, that becomes the question. And, you know, how long do you ride this out? Because for for the majority of the list of players, that you just went through the overwhelming thing that comes to my mind is when, when the cliff came, it got ugly, you know, Matt Ryan, this is unwatchable. I feel bad for him rivers. The arm started to go and yes, he still had a good year, but then it was like, Oh my God, what's going on here. Brady to me is just so outside the norm that I don't I don't include him with, with the majority of, Normal human being. He's the outlier. Yeah, yeah, he's the outlier. Ro- Rogers is a little bit, not as much as Brady, but anyway. Um, look, I keep coming back to this: when you're going to have to pay different players, and you should, they're good players. Can you afford to write Kirk the type of contract that you know Kirk is going to want? And my response is, you probably, you probably can't, and you can't. I mean, I don't see a path to not re-signing Jefferson. I agree. You have to bring him back. And it's going to cost the most you top money of any receiver. Yeah. So I mean, this is a this is why these guys make a lot to be right. Because yep. if they're not right, and and this is also where, again, do you have somebody, and I think you probably do in that building that can sit down with film of college quarterbacks and watch them and say, okay, this guy fits what I, I want. I really firmly believe that part of the problem with the Spielman Zimmer thing was aside from like Norv with Teddy for the most part, they did not have a definitive voice saying, okay, this guy is going to be a, a successful quarterback for the Vikings. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Well, does your opinion about what they should do change? So let's say instead of a, a disappointing blowout loss in the first round, let's say they, let's say they win at home against the giants and then they go and they upset a team like the Niners in the second round. And now they're playing in the NFC championship game and then they lose. But still, they but they go they go that far for the first time with cousins and 
You probably still have to make changes with some of these veterans. Exactly. I still make significant changes. Keep in mind, you know, the the template for in this town is 2009 Vikings to 2010. And the whole thing about we're going to run it back. That team kit was so close, we're going to run it back. And they literally did. And it was a disaster because everybody aged a little bit. Some guys had career years, and they weren't going to repeat that. So, yes, um, the quarterback decision is flat out going to be very difficult. It's the template to Judd's point about 09 to 10, but I don't think Kwesi and KOC look and say, hey, remember in 2010, Brett Favre came back, everyone came back, and, and we ran it back and it didn't work. I know the Wilfs know that, but the Wilfs don't want to do a rebuild. I think it will take an act of God by Kwesi to convince the Wilfs that we're going to make some significant changes here. Like he, he's kind, he, he allowed it to ha- happen this year, and he was clearly convinced of we need to run things back we can, we still have a good amount of players here. We can we can still compete. If no matter what the fate is in the playoffs, for the most part, I think it's going to take a lot of convincing from Kwesi to the ownership to say we're going to make significant changes because the ownership is going to push back. Well, that's a good segue into Joel's comment here. When the Wilfs decided not to do a complete rebuild, and it was the Wilfs who decided it, the rationale clearly was that if we can win the close games we lost in 2021, we'll be contenders. Well, they answered the question. We won all of those games this year, and we're still not contenders, is what Joel says. If we get shellacked in a playoff game, are we really all that better off than the Bears, whose owner accepted a complete rebuild? I put this on the Wilts. Now, let's let them play the playoffs before we say that, like, yeah, I don't... what they're doing is wrong. I'm not. Let's, let's let it play out. They could still win the Super Bowl. That is that is within the realm of of, of if you if you ran from this point forward if you ran the outcome a hundred times, they do win the Super Bowl more than once in the simulations. Is it likely? No, but it is possible. So well, they de- they deserve a chance to to play this out before we start to go in and say okay, autopsy time. And they possibly are going to win thirteen games, so they are contenders. Like I mean, you you might not like them, and you might be right about that, but they, they are might contenders. not be favorites, but. Um, so to go back to what Declan was saying, I think where Quasi and O'Connell gain credibility, though, is my guess is that when they were hired, they were told, we, we believe that you need to and can work with players that we currently have. We like them and we think that they can win. Now, with a year under their belt of being in the building and seeing those guys play consistently, I think that they can go and say, you know what? Some of these guys were great. That's awesome. But Eric Kendricks has to go. Um, Dalvin Cook has to go. I think Harrison Smith's back, uh, and, and I think he brings a stability back there that I appreciate. He's definitely aging, uh, so I don't think that they're going to change everything out. And I'm telling you, I think the quarterback conversation is more layered at, and more in-depth than just win with Kirk. I think it was win with Kirk, get the best from Kirk, because clearly the last coach did not, but also can you find us the next guy? Because, I mean, Kirk's age is Kirk's age. And so, like, you're not going to keep locking into three-year contracts here. Like, if, if you if you did a three-year contract with Kirk again in March, that's through what now, Phil? 2027? Mm-hmm. So now we're, now we're getting him up there in years. Um, and there's just got to be, at some point in time, common sense calls for this. A natural attrition of the roster, right? Yeah. I, dude, I got football. The other thing, too, is if and – I, and I do, despite some of our criticisms the last couple of weeks, like I think Kevin O'Connell is a great hire. 
I think they're in good hands here for the next five years or whatever his shelf life is going to be. And I think whatever magic we think he's working with Kirk in terms of getting him to stay aggressive after getting pressured, stay aggressive after a turnover, stay aggressive late in games, right? Tie the NFL record for fourth quarter comebacks. He can do that with other quarterbacks too. So the Vikings have to be careful. If Cousins, I think I would just move on after this next year anyways because I don't want to flirt with a 36-year-old age cliff with a non-elite quarterback. I, I don't want to flirt with that. If Cousins were to say, listen, guys, I've made enough money. Let's bring it, let's bring it way down. I'm going to do something that no top 15 quarterback has ever done this generation. I would have that conversation. Okay. It gives me a chance to go bring in an extra edge rusher or whatever. But if not, if he's still pushing to make, you know, top five money to the cap like he has his whole career, I'm go- it's even more incentive for me to move on if I'm KOC and Kwesi. I got hammered on Twitter a couple weeks ago when Derek Carr got benched and he's on the outs now. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I basically said, KOC would have coached a Derek. If Derek Carr were the quarterback of this year's Vikings team, they win at least 10 games. Because I think Kevin O'Connell is a better head coach than Josh McDaniels has shown you now like three different times. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, know I what agree. he's doing as a head coach. I he's agree. a train wreck. Yep. And Derek Carr, not that he's perfect or anything, he's kind of in the same bin as Kirk. But Derek Carr once had a year with seven fourth quarter comebacks. Derek Carr once had a 12-win season. Him and Kirk are kind of in the same bin. So, I mean, I'm just saying there's other guys out there, and I'm not suggesting that you swap Cousins for Carr. I'm just saying whether it's quarterbacks in a similar bin as Cousins, Matthew Stafford maybe with the Rams last year, or rookies, if we believe that Kevin O'Connell has a magic touch, it can be applied to other quarterbacks that aren't named Kirk Cousins, and that's the good news going forward. And, I mean, there's a whole thing here, too, that we we can and will talk about once the season is done, Stella, be quiet. Um, she's barking. <laughs> she's mad about Kirk. Yeah, she's got takes. She's like, you can't. Know. She's a cousin. Like, she's a, a cousin crusader. crusader. I, yeah. I, I didn't want to talk about it, but she's a crusader for the cousins. Um, but there, there's also a, a question of would, would they try and trade for a guy like Trey Lance? Like, would would they try and identify a quarterback on a roster who might not play now who they potentially like? It's a small list, but it's a list. Like, there's just so many different variables here. That are going to be because Phil, to your point, we just don't know a lot. Like we don't know about how they think. Quasi basically doesn't talk, so like nobody has. <laughs> he like used when, to talk a lot. He yeah. did until he talked too much, and now he and now since training camp, he has sh- shut it down completely. Yeah. So like we don't have any glimpse into trying to read between the lines on Quasi. How does Quasi think? Um, O'Connell does a good job, I, I think, of articulating himself or a masterful job at times as far as the team goes currently. But we have no idea, like, have we ever heard O'Connell talk about his his vision of a quarterback beyond Kirk? No, so he like, won't. There's, he won't. Yeah, exactly. And so there's just so many unknowns, and they haven't tipped their hand yet. And so this is going to get into, once the season is done, just a myriad of just great conversations about where things might go. And the thing is, like, every coach's vision for a quarterback is Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, just a a big arm risk-taking, big-play quarterback with mobility, but there's only a small handful of those guys. Justin Herbert's probably in that group. Joe Burrow is in that group. And don't forget, too, though, Mahomes' success and, and like, the starting point for him was Reed. Andy was the key there. He saw it. He empowered him. Like, imagine if if Patrick Mahomes had gotten the wrong coach, okay? Uh, I'm not saying, I don't know. 
Mike Zimmer? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying he would have been uh, destined to flop, but Reed developed him for a year, which is genius because m- most coaches don't. Like, Andy Reed saw the blueprint plan. Like, he had it. So, like, that's the other thing, and that's where I'm I'm with you. Until he proves he can't, I trust O'Connell to have the same same sort of touch, and yeah. that becomes the most important thing because that's the starting point for it all. Dude, I'm just, I'm, I pulled up Twitter here toward the end of the show. I just saw a tweet come across the Herd with Colin Cowherd's uh, show Twitter account. I love this time of year. God dang it, this is great. And it's just a quote with a video. I haven't seen the video. He says, you think Mike Vrabel today thinks he's going to win the AFC with Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert running around? You've got to have a gunslinging quarterback in the AFC. Cowherd makes the case for Aaron Rodgers to the Titans. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know what? Genius. Speculation. (laughs) That is just genius. Uh, Newfound respect. Oh, my God. Newfound respect. Colin Cowherd living the reckless speculation lifestyle along he does with it, Mackie and Judd. He does it really well. He understands the reckless speculation lifestyle. He does. He really does. Uh, didn't he, he float like Kirk Cousins to the Dolphins this week, too? He, he, I listened back then. No, no. He, he was just basically saying how Tua is not big enough and strong enough to be an NFL quarterback, and the Dolphins are probably going to be in the market for finding a strong, durable, prototypical-sized quarterback and listed numerous names, including Kirk, into that conversation. Hmm. Okay. And it was in passing. Like, it wasn't It wasn't in ironclad. He was just talking to Sean Payton, and that's how he right. said it. Who says no? Kirk for a second-round pick in Teddy Bridgewater. Get uh, Bridgewater back, Declan. When, stamp, stamp, stamp. Yeah, yeah. When does, Kirk, when does Kirk's com, no, no trade for 23 kick in? March? I think it's what? kicked in, right? Isn't it what kicked in? No, no, no. Kirk Cousins' contract was for this year did not have a no trade, but I believe the I believe the no trade kicked in kicks in for 2023. And my guess is, it's the first day of the league year, so he can't be traded unless he approves the trade. Well, and if they, let's see here. I mean, this is juicy. We're going where people don't dare to go. Okay, he. Well, first of all, if you were whether he has a no trade or not. If you were to trade him pre-June 1st, yep. according to Over the Cap, you'd have to eat $18.8 million in dead cap. folds immediately. <laughs> but you would save $17.5 million mm-hmm. to the cap. Okay. So, um, but there should be something about a no trade for 2023 in there. Yeah. He signed a one-year extension. Um, we'll find it. Listen, we've got weeks. Yeah, weeks he got weeks some protection. I think he's to discuss this stuff. just to be very, very, very clear. I think he's back next season. Almost no debate. The question is, what do they do beyond that? Yep. Like I, I have no, I have no thought that they ha- have an intention of trying to change quarterbacks for 2023. Yep. I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, that's your feedback so Friday. Back off. Oh, no, this has already been... Oh, God, it's being aggregated. Don't aggregate it. Dude. The aggregators are out there. People can be very sensitive. I'm not sure if you have... Oh, that. really? Uh, 2022, 23, you think so? <laughs> you think they can be sensitive? All right, we got to go. We got to go. Mackie and Judd, Feedback Friday. We'll see you on Vikings Ventline on the Purple Daily YouTube channel after Vikings Bears on Sunday.